<laughs> hey, so this time around, we're going to do something a little different. You know, I'm going to talk about a uh, personal experience that I had working at Walmart. You know, I'm going to try to make this one as simple as I can because, you know, I want y'all to know that not only women go through sexual harassment in the workplace, but men do as well. Now, a lot of people feel as if, you know, um, you being a man, you will want this type of attention. But no, when the lady that's, you know, that's that's being aggressive or being the aggressor looks like my uncle, then it's different. It's harassment. You know, if if she is appealing, then it's cool. But if she look like a man, then she it's harassment. You know, it's simple. That's how that shit go. You know, I'm pretty sure it's the same way for women, too. You know, it's, it depends on who you want doing that shit. So this is like my third time being at Walmart. Walmart is like a safety net job and shit like that. So when all else fail, I know Walmart welcomes me back with open arms every time. So this is like my third stint. Duh. I already knew I was going to be in for one because uh, my first day, I met her, Big T. Uh, you know, I ain't even going to say her name like that because I'm pretty sure she be going through enough shit. So, you know, I ain't even going to say her name. So, you know, we just nicknamed her Big T. Solid woman. You know what I'm saying? Black as hell. She, I'm, when I say black as hell, I'm talking about under the bed black. You know, when sometimes she'll wear contacts and that shit be fucking me up because I be trying to figure out, like, why the fuck do people do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you black as hell and you got green contacts and shit. I don't be understanding. That's a conversation for another day. But that young lady was very, very unappealing. So um, when I got there, you know, uh, they introduced me to her and let me know that she was going to be my direct supervisor. So when I come in, I report straight to her. And when that happened, you know, the first thing she did was pull me to the side and she let me know that I should have my own opinion on her because there's going to be people that come up to me and tell me about the things that she allegedly did. And at the time, it was alleged because I didn't I didn't know her, you know? And the shit that people was, <laughs> was saying that she did was kind of crazy. You know, people say anything, especially if, you know, you ain't like that person or maybe that person made you mad or maybe she worked you too hard. I mean, it was something, you know? So I didn't want to believe right off the back. I had to see some things for myself. And, and it was crazy how fast I seen <laughs> how true the things that I was hearing about her was. So first, she let me know that I shouldn't be listening to nobody else and, you know, have my own opinion. And as she telling me, she started crying. I'm talking about face wet as hell, and I'm trying to figure out what was going on and why was she crying like this, but I guess she felt strongly about the things that people was going to say to me. And hell, <laughs> half of that shit was true. Hell, I ain't even gonna say half. I think majority of that shit was true because of the shit that we went through. So, um, I started out working on the sales floor. I'm stocking shit. You know, the people that I worked with before walked up to me, told me, you know, um, welcome back and, you know, don't leave no more. You know, that type of shit. That's the that's the dialogue. You know, don't leave again. I left again like a motherfucker, but, you know, that's either here or there. But, um... Uh, you know, she seen the attention that I was getting from the former associates and the customers that just simply like my voice. And um, and she didn't like that. She had a whole agenda. Didn't know what the agenda was, but um, later on down the line, she made that agenda clear. Uh, she was on that. 
she was on that. So uh, when I was on the sales floor, I'm stocking, and um, she's seeing people walk up to me. Um, she has the she has the authority to move me around, and she didn't like the attention that I was getting on the sales floor, so she moved me to the back. And in the back, I was doing this thing called Viz Pick. Viz Pick is, you know, um, accounting tool. You know, uh, we had work phones or whatever, so I used the work phone and I would scan every item in the store. And it had to be done every day. So I was in a, I was in a freezer. I started in the freezer, cold as hell. And then I'm going to make my way to the cooler. But this is when the first incident happened, me being in the cooler. I'm in the cooler, I'm scanning, and as I'm in there scanning, I'm filling milk as well, you know, multitasking. Sometimes I do the damn thing. It's my first day, so, you know, I'm trying to show out, let her know that, you know, y'all decision to bring me back was a good one. So I'm in the, um, I'm in the cooler, I'm filling milk, and I'm scanning yogurt and things like that. And she walks up to me with a handful of singles, and she got to throwing it on the floor, and she was like, what you gonna do for all of these singles? And I looked at her, I'm baffled. I'm like, I'm thinking like, man, what the fuck she on? But I'm playing it safe because, you know, it's my first day back. So, you know, I ain't even trying to pose a problem my first day. So I swept that under the rug. You know, she picked her singles up and, you know, she left. And, you know, I worked, the guys that I worked with, I worked with them before. Not all of them, but it was a few guys that I, you know, that I recognized from my last term there. And they told me to be careful. You know, watch her. She be on some other shit. And, you know, she is one of those people that that that's always on some freaky shit. You know, she speak her mind, too. But she always on some freaky shit. And the, and the baffling thing about her was that her husband worked there. Her husband was a manager overnight. And I guess he was fully aware of the freaky shit that she had going on. Because I'm guessing it was an open marriage because of all of the things that was going on. So after she threw all of them singles on the floor and asked me what I was going to do for them, I gave her this crazy-ass look like, like, ho, what's wrong with you? But like I said, it's my first day there. I'm not even trying to, you know, cause no commotion or go, be in the office and shit. That'd be some, that'd be some police-ass shit my first day back. So, you know, everything is cool. You know, after that, you know, it slowed down. Uh, the very next day, I'm on the sales floor, and I'm doing, a, I'm doing the exact same thing that I was doing my first day. And I get pulled in the back room again to do the same thing. But this time, I am putting ketchup in the bins. And that's when she developed this new nickname for me. I was no longer Dominique. I was Handsome Face. I was Handsome Face. I appreciate the compliment. You know what I'm saying? At least ain't you know? At least she ain't calling me no ugly ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm cool. I was handsome face for about six months, you know, and I ain't know how to take it, but you know, I got used to it. And I guess that's what it means to be a predator. You you just do you just do a lot of shit right off the back, and I guess it gets you used to it because it's gonna open you up for a lot of other shit that was going on. So. I'm putting ketchup in the bin. She calling me handsome face and shit. It, it threw me off. And she walked away. And, you know, I was like, yeah, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it is what it is. And um, I have a homie named Thomas. Thomas worked with me as well. I met him there as well. You know, voice just as deep as mine. You know, 
Thomas is a he is he is non-confrontational. I'm the same way. You know, um, any anything that involves conflict, you stay away from it. And that's exactly what he did. He is one of those guys, very, very soft-spoken with a deep voice. And one day he pulls his mask down to adjust it because I guess it was too tight. And when she seen that, here she come, being a predator that she is. She tell my man's, oh, damn, Thomas, I ain't, I ain't know you look good like that. Man, you, Thomas is a younger guy. This lady got to be in her 50s or some shit. And if she not 50, she damn sure look it. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, he, he felt he was visibly uncomfortable. So, you know, we I had to put him to the side and I was like, hey, man, like, I know how that feel because she doing the same thing to me. You know, he was like, man, I'm not with that. But, you know, he eventually let her know that, you know, that one cool and she slowed down on fucking with him because he let her know in the go. He let her know in the door that it wasn't cool. Hell, I guess that's what I guess that's what the fuck I should have did. But like I said, I ain't want to make you know I ain't want to make I ain't want to make my day my work day even longer than what it was already. So this one particular time, we in the break room, you know, the guys playing chess, and I'm just sitting there, I'm chilling, chilling, man, in my business. But one of my homies was like, "Hey, bro, let's go to Popeyes. You know, we on break." And when she hit Popeye's, she like, hey, you know, uh, do you mind going to Popeye's for me? You know what I'm saying? I bad. Shit, I fuck with free food. You know, if you know me, you know I ain't no small nigga. So, you know, if somebody offered to buy me anything, shit, I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? Only thing I had to do was drive, so I was gone. We go to Popeye's, me and my homie. We come back. I'm sitting at the table with her. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking my tenders up because I got some tenders, you know, spicy licks. Oh, I get the tenders and, you know, I eat my tenders. And I leave. My homie texts my phone. It was like, man, why she say, as soon as you left, man, he just don't know if given the opportunity, I'll rock his world. I didn't know what to, I ain't know what to do. I ain't know what to say to that shit. I ain't even know how to address that to nobody. You know what I'm saying? She said that shit in front of a lot of people in the break room. Once again, this young lady was so damn black that she was purple. She really looked like one of my uncles, and she is telling people that she want to rock my world. That shit weird. It's weird. I ain't know what to do. And it's crazy that I felt I felt better when the other guys was getting harassed. You know, that, that shit may sound bad, but I felt better knowing that it wasn't just me. The terrible thing about it is that these guys were younger. They were younger guys. So, you know, they didn't, they was ready to bug up. But I'm like, man, look, you got a job. You know what I'm saying? One one monkey don't stop the show. You know what I'm saying? This way, it's always more than one way to skin a cat. So, you know, it was all it was all cool, but it, it got worse when we ignored her advances. This one particular time, you know, she <laughs> This one particular time, she tell my guy Derek, you know, he pulling, he pulling the pallet jack. And I guess he was straining as he pulling it. And she tell him to let somebody else do it because if he keep pulling it, he going to catch a hernia in his dick and he wouldn't be able to fuck her whenever she wanted. It was a head scratching moment because like, why the fuck would you tell somebody something like that? You know what I'm saying? And I got to find him. You know what I'm saying? I ain't heard from him since, you know, I left Walmart. And I got to find that young man. But yeah, she, turned my, she told my homie that if... 
you know, he got to stop pulling the pallet jack the way he was pulling it, or he was just going to catch a hernia in his dick, and he was visibly uncomfortable. In another instance, I had a, I got a homie named Brian, white Brian, you know what I'm saying? She really wanted that guy, really wanted Brian. You know, she said if she was to cheat on her husband, it would be with somebody white versus somebody black. So I'm guessing her job was to come to work, make all the black guys feel uncomfortable because the only guy that she really wanted was my guy, Brian. She came to me and was like, tell your homie to take one for the team. I'm like, what you mean? She was like, if I was to cheat, I would cheat on my husband with somebody white, not black. He looks like he plays the game. Ask him what is he willing to do for this Xbox or PS5. I told him he turned red. She thought he was blushing, but he was very fucking uncomfortable. He didn't know what to do with himself. He didn't know what to do with it. He didn't know what to do with himself. Imagine coming to work trying to work, and your direct supervisor is asking you what you're going to do for this Xbox or PS5. That shit is bonkers. Borderline wild. That shit was wild. And, you know, when that when stuff like that is happening, you know, you don't want to come to work. And especially being men, it's hard to go to the office and say, oh, we're being sexually harassed because, you know, we are, we are all heterosexual men. You know, we like women. So they're looking at it like, why wouldn't you want a woman advance? Because she ugly as fuck. That's why you wouldn't want somebody like that advancing. It, it feels, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at all. So, after Brian was getting harassed, we had this guy named Khalil. Khalil was the rapper. Cool dude. Cool dude. They kept, bump, they kept butting heads because, you know, he didn't agree with the shit that she was doing. He was he was the most he was the more vocal out of all of us, so um, he got fired due to some other shit. You know, I'm not sure what he got fired for, but he got fired due to some other shit. And he vowed that once he got fired, he was gonna send that motherfucker up, and he did just that. When he got fired, he called Walmart and let them know all of the shit that she was saying and what she was doing. We spent the whole day in the office writing statements on what this young lady was saying to us, and our store manager couldn't even believe the things that she was hearing. Couldn't believe it. And we had a coach in there. A coach is another manager. He, I think he is like a, a level a level or two below the store manager. So he was in there writing down everything that I was telling her word for word. And unfortunately, I was the first one to get called in the office to write a statement and when the store found out that these men were writing statements about a woman sexually harassing them the conversations were insane we heard oh what what nigga what nigga write a statement on a woman and what man wouldn't want a woman advance like they painted us as the villains for going to the office because we were getting harassed which was fucking crazy. We was getting harassed and we was the villains at the end of the day because who wouldn't want a woman harassing them? Once again, when you look like my uncle is fucking harassment, no matter how you chalk it up, it's harassment. So they did nothing about it 
at first. You know, we all wrote statements and she was still our direct supervisor and she made our work days long. She played the victim for months, played the victim for months, cried every day on cue, and we couldn't do nothing about it. Now, I know y'all probably thinking like, damn, why didn't y'all just leave? Or why didn't y'all do this? Why didn't y'all do that? Sometimes when you just want to come to work to work, that's what you're going to do. We didn't want to get into all of that other shit. So we just we just followed guidelines and procedures. But they didn't want to do anything with her at first. And the crazy thing is, she is no longer there, but she didn't get fired for the sexual harassment. She got fired because... I guess she gave somebody's W-2 away to another associate. And that's like, that's an integrity issue. So, you know, she had to go. She didn't get fired for the sexual harassment. She got fired for a technical, for an integrity issue. And it just showed that, you know, men are not protected in the workplace. Hell, I showed them, I, I sure in the hell didn't feel like I was protected in the workplace. Because they looked at it as this is a harmless woman and you're a big six foot, you know, and you're a six footer saying, help me. This is what this young lady was doing. But that's neither here or there. So my advice to anybody that works in the workplace when you have an ugly ass predator like that, tell somebody immediately before you go through what we went through. Because there are a lot of guys out here that... I have guys that still traumatized by this. Guys that just wanted to come to work that's no longer there. Walmart is an awesome company. But they just... They just hire shitty people and they let anybody in management. So at the end of the day, my advice to everybody. Stand your ground. Don't let... Don't sweep shit under the rug. Let them motherfucking know in advance that they got you fucked up. So you won't have to be in the office writing statements like I goof ass and ultimately nothing ended up happening to us. Nobody was on our side. Once again, nip that shit in the bud and you won't go through what we had to endure. I know it's women that went through the same thing with guys and, and I offer the same advice. If you're going through some shit like that, tell somebody. Don't be scared. Let them motherfucking know. That you are getting harassed at work. Well, once again, it was nice fucking with y'all. Stay tuned for the next episode. This was Surviving Big T. I pray that nobody has to go through this. I pray that nobody has to go through such a, what's the word for it? Traumatic experience with somebody that was that damn ugly. I'm gone. <laughs>